anybody else wants to come with me, this moment will be the moment of something real and fun and inspiring. And we will do it together. Hello and welcome to Cruising Together, the show that is real, fun, and inspiring. And we will do it together. We're doing it together the way we do. Talking about Tom Cruise movies. That's what this show is. Episode by episode, we are chronologically watching and discussing the films of Tom Cruise. What's his real name, though? Thomas Cruise Maypother the Fourth. He's How? five foot seven. <laughs> he went to a seminary school. He's from Syracuse, New York. All right. So clearly, we're the experts. We're on the this experts. Guy. The reason we're the experts, Chris, is because we've been doing this now. This is the thirty-ninth movie. As of right now, this is the last movie that's available for us to movie. watch. We've seen every movie Tom Cruise has ever acted in. High five, Chris. That sounded that's, intense. Let's try that again. How did that? <laughs> that was not the same. It wasn't the same. <laughs> Something happened on that I, high five. I think that was a coincidence, like some kind of technical. I don't even know if that came through on the microphones, but that was. It sounded like. What would that sound like? That sounded like something on Jonathan. Whoa. Oh, boy. With every episode that we have done so far, with the exception of two, possibly three, we talk to a guest. Yes, we talk to a guest, and sometimes we attempt something virtually impossible, and that is a guest over the internet wavelengths known as video chat brand name skype i think we might be the first podcast to ever try this <laughs> at the very least the only contest to ever try it with so much nervousness about doing it where we treat it like a mission impossible oh yeah mission. because you know we're it's like we're, we've been compromised at every turn we've been disavowed by the internet but if, if, we get, if we get caught we could we could end up in a high security prison so here's so here's what we've got we have our guest skyping in from the from the left coast the opposite coast of the country. The dry coast. The dry coast. In the in the TV series on Amazon called Man in the High Castle, he is in the Jap- Japanese-occupied territories. We are in the Nazi-occupied territories. What, 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 what is this about a castle? It's a show called The Man in the High Castle. Okay. Is this The Man in the High Castle cast? No. Since you haven't seen it. No, Our guest, I, I don't think, has seen it. The listeners are going to love it. But here's this. why this guest is important. This guest is a big Tom Cruise fan. This guest is my, possibly a bigger expert about the Mission Impossible franchise than we are. Like, our knowledge of Tom Cruise is, is over across the, str- the stream. Our guest is an MI expert. This guy, he, he knows a lot of things about a lot of things. No, but Mission Impossible is his. Uh, That's why I'm not. Su- I'm saying I'm not surprised that he is so well versed in Mission Impossible lore to the point where we were considering doing a special version episode just to talk about all five Mission Impossible movies. But then we was like, why not just have him on for number five? For number five, Mission Impossible: Rogue Nation. Our guest, Jonathan Chan. Welcome to the show, Jonathan. Thank you, fellas. How's it going? Uh, hey, you tell us. 
it's it's interesting that Chris said it's the dry coast because normally it is, but it is actually raining out here today, which I'm excited oh, now, about because good news. Yes, now everybody. Can, yes, now, well, because it's a drought. Yes, yeah. So the rain, not anymore. Drought over. Problem it's over. solved. Man, this impossible so, mission of solving the drought really took care of itself quickly. I expect to see uh, uh, appropriate memes flooding the internet tomorrow that that show that the 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 that lake is full. But here's the thing. People won't be hearing this until February. So who knows oh, yeah, what the yeah. situation will be? They'll probably be flooded. They'll probably <laughs> be flooded. Now, Jonathan. Yeah. You're a Mission Impossible expert. Uh, we'll go with I enjoy the movies quite a bit. You're a Mission Impossible expert. All right. Which I think is, is perfect for this particular episode because we are talking about Mission Impossible Rogue Nation, which Ooh. is one of the movies... In the Mission Impossible movies. Also because, typically, with every episode, we have all rewatched the movie we're about to see. I actually I rewatched Lions for Lambs. I watched that movie for a second time, knowing we were going to talk about it. But in this instance, one of your hosts... By the way, I'm Greg. I'm one of your hosts. <laughs> Greg Schiegel. I, I'm your other host, Chris Jerusa. <laughs> And I have not watched Mission Impossible. I wasn't going to reveal who. I was just going to say one of the hosts has not rewatched this movie, which I think. Do you want to rewind it? I think. And, and have me not say it? No. I think we'll make for an interesting show because, and what's helpful is that, I don't even know if that sentence made sense, Jonathan Chan will help fill in the blanks. All right. But I did see this movie when it came out. Oh, no. It was People not that know. long That's ago. Good. People heard us. On our special version. Our special version. Immediately after watching the movie. Rogue Reactions. Rogue Reactions. Go back and listen if you want to hear it. So, we know you. I guess seen, that would be amazing you if you guys if if you guys have actually did that episode and Chris hadn't seen the movie and winged it completely through that episode. That would have been amazing. That would have been very impressive. But he was there. Yeah, so many things about me would have been amazing if only I was an amazing person. <laughs> we posted photos of our tickets on Twitter for people who follow. Fake. We found them on the street. Listen, nothing here is faked. <laughs> It's all real, fun, and inspiring. So I think let's get right to the test of our abilities with this movie and jump right into our recap battle so we can get ahead of the game or with the game. Recap this movie for people listening and for Jonathan, although Jonathan already knows the whole premise of the, the, the way recap battle works is we each recap the movie, Jonathan using only his, his own system of parameters and values and point system, his calibrated scale of justice decides who wins. Who loses. Who the loser gets recapitated. Right. The winner is the recaptain. Right. So I went first last time. Chris, you will go first this time. Chris, who has not rewatched the movie. This yeah. is going to be exciting. Well, I think that in this case, not having seen, not having the movie fresh, has actually helped my recap. <laughs> because a recap is is about brevity, simplicity, yeah, clarity. Sure. All right, here we go. Chris, right. begin. I don't have music ready. Can you can you throw some music on there what for kind me? Of music, like the Mission Impossible music. Sure, I got gotcha. you. Bump, 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 bump. Bump, bump, bump. You're just bump, saying bump. Bump, 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 bump. Ethan bump, Hunt. Bump, 
is an agent of the Impossible Mission Force, a team of good spies. Ethan has discovered a team of bad spies has formed. They are called the Syndicate. The CIA does not believe the Syndicate is real. They disband the Impossible Mission Force and try to capture Ethan Hunt. Before he can be captured, Ethan Hunt proves the Syndicate is real and defeats the Syndicate. Then the CIA restores the Impossible Mission Force. The end. All right. All right. I feel like I just cheated since you helped me and you're my opponent. Listen. See, I was wondering about this. Like, like if I this is like classic. This is. I'm sorry, Jonathan. Oh, I was just gonna say if I end up picking Chris, does does Greg also win out of this because he did the background music? I was going to say this is classic double agent scenario. How about you guys let me do my recap? Is Greg Greg my opponent or is he my ally? Is he my enemy or is he my not enemy? Ethan Hunt, played by Tom Cruise, Uh, is back. Hunt's been tracking the evil syndicate, but they've caught him first. A mystery woman helps him escape, only for him to learn the IMS has been dismantled and absorbed into the CIA. But that doesn't stop Ethan from evading the CIA, who are hunting him down and reuniting with Benji, Luther, and the Hurt Locker to pursue the syndicate. But what about that mystery woman? She's Ilsa Faust, part of the syndicate, except she's not. Or is she? No, she isn't. She's a super deep undercover for the British intelligence agent. Wait, she's super deep undercover for British intelligence and awesome at flipping up on dudes' shoulders and taking them down with her thighs. She and Ethan are both working to take down the syndicate, run by Solomon Lane, a pale weirdo with a strained rasp, who, when it's all said and done, after hanging off airplanes, fights in dungeons, assassinations at the opera, underwater security card exchanging and list stealing, motorcycle car chases, masks and faux double crosses, and red box accessing, ends up trapped in a big, clear box. So there you go. Well, having provided backup music for your recap. You're saying you balance you, you balance the scales? I, well, that's number one. And number two, I didn't hear a word of what you were saying. Yeah, I barely heard a word of what you said because okay. I was too busy saying bump, bump, so, bump. So now it's all up to Jonathan. It's all on Jonathan. <laughs> to decide. And I don't know if he was mesmerized by the music or not. I think Jonathan's capable of separating no, that music was... from l- l- lyrics. Uh, so I'm going to have to go with the winner on this being, I'm going with Greg. I'm yes. sorry, Chris, you've been recapitated. But, yes. but, let I me accept, also say. I accept my fate. But, but, but let me also say that the reason I picked Greg's is because I like Chris's background vocals better. What? Wait, wow. <laughs> so, Chris, you That's... helped your enemy. Wow. That's an amazing twist. I, I think that's that's like the gift of the Magi. Yeah, that is an o, that is a classic O. Henry plot twist. Who knew? Amazing. But I I uh, but I'm skeptical that that is the reason. I think Greg, I think Greg's recap alone was enough to win. Well, this. I, I like I like you know Greg bringing in the whole Ilsa Faust thing and the the quick recaps of all oh, the like kind oh, of. Oh, you're saying it helped that, that he named movie. more than one character. But then you know just. 
Yeah, yeah, that helped. That helped a little bit. Uh, but but you know what? The way he said it over your background vocals, it was just everything just came together. Just you know, so so much. You're talking uh, about so much nicer. You're talking about synergy. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking which about. Which is which starts with the same three letters as syndicate. I think this is just uh, this is Jonathan employing classic leadership tactics where he makes everybody feels like a winner and a team player. That's important. Jonathan, can you tell us about other examples of you using your classic leadership tactics? No. Do you coach any sort of team of any kind? <laughs> I used to. I used to. I, what do I you used to, to coach? coach? I, I used to coach kids in tennis. Did that for a couple years. That's right. You were a tennis. Yeah. You were a tennis yeah. guy. Yeah. 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 Uh, Greg, the the uh, official terminology is tennis player. <laughs> well, I think he did more than play. He coached. That's true. That means you go up from player to guy. Player to guy. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I get it. Unless you're a lady, and then you're a tennis lady. Stand corrected. Yeah. yeah it so, also probably helped that way, Greg had, had rewatched it recently too. You know, so that that probably you know played into it. I think I think Chris, I think your 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 recap would have been fleshed out a little more had you watched it within the last few months. Well, you know, I, you know, some might say that a recap is all about brevity and simplicity. Now, but, I think you know, here's a problem, though, Chris. That, that person might be me. Here's a problem. Life. Chris and I know it helped me win that recap battle, but naming other characters besides no, Ethan Hunt. No, this is that's not the problem. I think the problem is last I last I checked, this was a, this was a podcast about Tom Cruise. I think not, the problem is not about the girl that is in the Tom Cruise movie. That it, you, as somebody who has not rewatched the movie, don't have at your immediate disposal top toms or cruise controls for later on in the show. Had you listened to my recap, it might have helped re- like refresh some of those things from the movie. To pull those things into your brain pan, so uh, it's like every it's like I thought I was doing a good thing. Well, I think what it, I think we got to do and now. What I did was I helped you win the recap, and I reduced my own chances of coming up with top toms. Yeah, I think what we need to do now is Jonathan and I need to do a recap remix. Whoa, where we are going to tell you what happens in this movie to see if it sparks any top toms or cruise controls well, for you. I oh. remember there's the part where he's on the plane. All right, the movie opens, and he does his own stunt. Well, he's on before, the plane. before we leave, before we leave the, re- the 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 recap battle, question that I've had as a longtime listener because yeah. I've listened to you know all, all these past episodes. Uh, how come no jingle for this segment? It's a great question. We toyed around with the idea of using uh, Tom's Diner wow. as music for recap battle. I think it's a case of I never made a jingle for it. <laughs> Fair enough. I just uh, feel like that's this is, of all the segments. This is the, that's the one thing lacking from the segment. It's the last segment we came up with, and I just never came around to putting a jingle together for all for reasons. That's the thing people say on the internet well, for reasons. Well, we used to do the round robin. Oh yeah, you did have we had right. the, we had the, we had rock, the and rock and robin thing. There's no song called Rock and Recap. That's the other reason. <laughs> couldn't couldn't find that obscure Rock and Recap song. <laughs> All right. So are we ready to do a bit of a recap remix? Recap remix for Chris to help him jog his memory. How'd you like that sound bite? That was pretty good. That's great. That that'll be the new theme song now and your after your last episode. But they won't all be re anyway. <laughs> so how quickly, Jonathan, do you think we can explain everything that happened in this movie 
with barely any detail, but enough to get Chris to get his brain going. He he's on the plane. Yes, opens up. Yep. He's like, open the door. Open the door, the, Benji. The, open the door, Benji. But before he even gets there, hold on, wait a minute. Before he even gets there, he's running. He hey. runs to hey. the plane. Hey, hey, and he like hey. Tom hey. Cruise hey. is known for hey. running. Hey, hey, in his movies, and hey. he runs very well hey. in his suit. Hey, it's it's fantastic. Hey, Jonathan and I are doing the remix. Zip your lip. Just saying, you don't have to go over that part because I know it. <laughs> Jonathan, you ready to do the recap remix for Chris's yep. benefit? Sure, let's do Clearly this. Clearly he doesn't want it, but we're going to do it anyway. Sure. No, that's, that's the best reason to do it, because he doesn't want it. Starts, they get the weapons off that plane. I couldn't tell you what kind of plane Holy it is. Holy moly. <laughs> they get the weapon off that plane. Then what happens, Jonathan? Uh, then he goes, uh, Ethan goes to the record store to uh, get his next mission. Wait a minute. You know what this is starting to feel like? Uh, this is starting to yeah. feel like a round robin recap. Yeah. yeah. All right. Here we go. So what What did you say, Jonathan? Uh, I said Ethan goes, goes to, to the, the record, record store. store. Right. Jinx, you owe me a then coat, he, Chris. He gets his mission, but it's not from the IMF. It's from the syndicate. Solomon Lane is there. This is a real problem. Why? Jonathan. Why is that a problem? Uh, they've captured Ethan. They're going to uh, interrogate him. Uh, they're actually going to interrogate him with uh, the Bone Doctor. Uh, I can't remember his real name, but I just like the Bone Doctor. And uh, yeah. is, that, is that like for, is that like from the Milton Bradley game? Uh, yes, Operation? Operation. It is. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I, they probably took it from Milton Bradley. Uh, and then uh, Ethan uh, escapes the interrogation with the help of Ilsa Faust. Right. Meanwhile, the CIA director Hunley is uh is in the talking to the the, the Senate saying hey we got to shut down the IMF they're reckless now that's Alec Baldwin Every, yeah everything they do is from from luck and then agent Brandt, aka the hurt locker sitting there being I cannot confirm or deny any of this and the Senate shuts down the IMF Ethan Hunt is on his own he has no support uh he's Ethan e- Ethan he's, talking he's, so he's essentially he's essentially disavowed for like the 18th time the 5th time yes <laughs> Uh, so then, uh, you know, Ethan contacts uh, Brant and says, uh, you know, we're in trouble. Uh, syndicate's real. Brant says, uh, sorry, Ethan, there is no more IMF. Uh, Ethan goes on the run. Uh, Hunley says, count your days. You know, uh, Ethan's about to be captured. Six months later, they think they have him captured in Cuba. Uh, they zero in on him. Turns out Ethan's not in Cuba. He's in Paris. Right. But he was in Cuba. Oh, he's in Cuba enough to set up this. He left. He deception. left like a, he left like a bunch of riddles for them, right? Well, no, he left a bunch of clues to say, "I'm chasing the syndicate. Get on board, or you'll be snored." Classic Ethan Hunt expression. Yeah, he's always rhyming. Then he's like a classic Batman villain. Then Ethan reaches out to Benji, who's playing the video game Halo Five, which trivia omatics will know that hadn't come out yet. That came out in December of 2015. This movie came out in August of 2015. How could somebody in a top-secret spy agency get a copy of a video game before exactly. its release? He, he sends Benji tickets to the opera. Benji goes to the opera because Ethan has tracked down the head of the syndicate, Solomon Lane, there. And he knows everywhere this guy Solomon Lane goes, bad stuff happens. And there's a big set piece at the opera where Ilsa Faust is wearing a yellow dress and there's assassination attempts that don't go right, but then they do because they blow up the car and the guy is killed anyway. Jonathan. Uh, 
Ethan uh, tells Benji, go back. Just tell everybody that, uh, yeah, Ethan was the one responsible for the death of like the prime minister or something like that. Benji says, no, I'm your friend, even though I've been lying on my weekly uh, polygraph tests. Uh, I'm going to stay here. I'm going to help you. Uh, Ethan says, fine, you can stay. Then we learn that Ilsa is uh, Ilsa meets with Lane and she's like, hey, no, look, I'm still with you. And he's like, well, if you're still with me, you got to kill Ethan Hunt. And she says, fine, he knows where to find me. And they go to and they're in Morocco now. Where she is coming out of a pool, testing her ability to breathe underwater. So the reason she's testing her ability to breathe underwater is because they got to break into some uh, fancy data security safety place. And the only way they can break in is they need to dive into this underwater tank (laughs) that holds the data so they could swap out the data so they could pretend to be somebody else to break into the facility to then steal the data. Why can't they use oxygen tanks? They cannot have any metal in this underwater thing. There's a, there's a thing that will detect any metal. How about a plastic tank? Well, how about we save that for cruise control? <laughs> they get, they, so they, this, this, this part of the mission, which they say in the movie is impossible, gets done, but not before Ethan Hunt essentially dies for the second time in the Mission Impossible franchise. Mission Impossible 3, he also dies. Ilsa Faust revives him, but then she takes off with the data, and Ethan Hunt says to Benji, tell me you made a copy. And he said, of course I made a copy, bro. The data, by the way, happens to be account numbers and information that the syndicate can use to function off the grid for decades. Billions and billions of dollars. Ilsa Uh, brings her disc to Solomon Lane. Oh, wait. Before she does that, she meets up with her uh, British intelligence contact. And he says, listen, lady, I told you to take the syndicate down. You're just giving me this information. You're still off the grid. We're not bringing you back. Go do something right. She's disavowed? Yeah, she's super off the grid. She's disagreed, British style. Disagreed? Yeah, which is the British version of disavowed. (laughs) Uh, So then, uh, basically, uh, Solomon is trying to use Ilsa essentially to get to Ethan because he has another impossible mission, which, by the way, previously when they were going, about to go underwater and Ilsa's like, this mission's impossible. As she says that, I feel like Ethan has a little smirk like, whew, thank goodness this, this mission is impossible because this is uh, so much more doable now that it's impossible. Yeah, why bother uh, if it's not impossible? Yeah, yeah. So uh, now after uh, Ilsa met her handler and, and, and Solomon's kind of using Ilsa to get to Ethan again, uh, they kidnap Benji. And Solomon contacts Ethan and is basically like, if you want to see Benji again, you're going to have to pull off this mission, which is to break into a red box, which was a, a British uh, like security holding tank thing for uh, all sorts of monies that was uh, not on the record that only the prime minister had access to. So uh, Ethan and his group are going to have a very confusing point for me. Well, the, basically, the thing they stole no, no, from the water I, tank. I, just, I thought it was like, wait, they gotta, all they got to do is return a DVD? Right. Turns out, in Britain, Redbox is not a DVD thing. It's a super secure thing where the British Prime Minister has to read a Rudyard Kipling poem to get the access to this information. And they get this information 
the whole idea is, oh, my God, they have to kidnap the prime minister. But they don't. They use masks to dress up like the head of British intelligence, get the prime minister to say this thing. Uh, Hunley, played by Alec Baldwin, is there. So now he's like, oh, crap, the syndicate is real. They get the red box. Did you say the, the syndicate is real? The syndicate is, comma, real. But not fun or inspiring. <laughs> All right. This leads to a chase through the streets of London where uh, Ilsa Faust takes out the bone doctor by flipping up on his shoulders and stabbing him in the chest. And Solomon Lane chases Ethan Hunt. Ethan Hunt drops down a hole. Solomon Lane drops in that hole after him and... Caught him. They caught him. Caught him. Believe it or not, they caught him. Oh, also, after they stole the, the, the disc from the underwater tanker thing, there's a big motorcycle chase. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 was, I was thinking we kind of glossed over this amazing chase scene, but I just wanted well, to run with it. That's what happens in a recap remix. <laughs> so, Chris, are you all clear on the movie? Can you, if we were to take a break right now, would you be able to write down some top toms and some cruise controls? Yes. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. And it is time once again for us to take a break from the action. Chris, we're taking a break. How do you feel about that? I feel like uh, sitting back and doing nothing. Well, you'll have plenty of time to do that soon enough. When we take a break? Well, we're taking a break right. from the action to, yeah. to do some work. Yeah, we're taking a break to, to, to do more work. That's not a break, my friend. Don't worry, Chris. Soon enough, you will have all the, you'll have all the time in the world. Because, and why do you say that? Because this is, this, is the last, this is the last movie. We have no more movies. Where has the time gone? <sighs> We've just been cruising, you know? Hey, time cruise when time cruise when you're having you know, fun. You know, I, I thought I wanted a break, but now I, now I feel nothing but fear. Time flies when you're cruising together. You know, it's like uh, I'm not ready to graduate. Well, don't worry. For you and for the people listening. Because I failed and I'm being held back a year. You're being I didn't held, get my diploma. You're being held back for at least one one or two more episodes. We're doing two special version episodes. One of them, we're recording on the day this episode is released. The one people, right, while people are listening to this, we might be recording the next episode. If they listen to it right away. Yeah, like if they listen to this the day it comes out. Yeah. There is a chance that in the time they're listening, we are the recording. Possibility, possibility exists. The possibility exists. It could be so. They might also be listening while we're enjoying some cruising together cake in celebration. What kind of cake is it going to be? I believe I asked for a chocolate cake with vanilla frosting. Does that meet? Does that meet with your? Uh, are you okay with that? Sure. I, I didn't know if you had any kind of thematically, um, a thematic plan around like what kind of cake it was. If it somehow white frosting over chocolate equals Tom Cruise in some way. No, not not in any particular way. No, the cake's going to be a bit of a surprise to me and to you. But it'll be a, a sweet surprise. You know what I mean? I'll take, we'll take pictures and we'll post them to social media. I.e. You're telling me the cake is a surprise? 
It's a surprise to us both. I don't know what it's going to look like. Oh, well, I mean, you know that it's, but you know what kind it is. It's not. I know the like, flavor. You didn't, you didn't say to them, look, guys, make it, spe- like, surprise me with this one because we got a special no, no. celebration. Here's happening. what I said. I said chocolate cake, vanilla frosting. The theme is this podcast cruising together. <laughs> okay, so they know all about it then. <laughs> yeah, that's it. All right, so they're 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 we're gonna work hard to impress us. It's I I really hope so, but that is then, and we'll take well that's now for people listening. We're gonna take a pic. I'll take pictures. We'll take pictures. We'll post them to things like, for instance, here's where we'll post them. HatterEntertainment.com/slash/cruising, which is the website for this show where all past episodes live. At this point, that's 42 episodes, all gonna live there, right? On the 10th, 39, 40, no, that's 41 quite a, episodes. That's quite a collection. 41 episodes. We'll it correlates be recording with, all, with, the, with the collection of movies that Tom Cruise has recorded. Yeah, and then thir- a, and then 39 a plus yeah. a pilot plus a special version episode, Rogue Reactions. Boom. We're going to talk more about this stuff in the next episode. So that's the website. Also on social media, at Cruisin' Show. We'll post a picture there too. Right? You got it. On that website I just mentioned, hatterentertainment.com slash cruising, you send us emails. Now, granted, it might be a while before we read any of those emails on air, but we'll still read them as people. I I'm going to read mine as an animal. Because isn't that what people are? Animals? Humans are nothing but animals. Also on that website, you can donate to support this show. If you haven't donated, consider saying, hey... I enjoyed all those episodes. I will now make a lump sum donation. Have we had a single donation so far? I'm not going to say anything about anything (laughs) with respect to donations. I'm not going to shame anybody. I'm not going to glorify anybody. All right. Come on. Do you really talk about how much? Hey, Chris, how much money do you make? How much money do you make in a year? How much money do you make, Chris? Exactly. Uh, Well, I'm I'm working on my taxes right now. (laughs) No, we're taking a break right now. Yeah, what I do when I take a break is I work on something. What else do we owe? So this, you can you can you can get the show at that website. Where else can they get the show, Chris? You can go to iTunes the same way they get all of their other podcasts. Yep. They can or subscribe. Anywhere else, anywhere else they go. Yeah, they can subscribe and then it just automatically downloads. You got it. You can get in there. You can review us. Yeah, leave a review. You can use the words real, fun, or inspiring. Or there's, a star, there's a star rating system. Five stars would be the best. iTunes offers so that haters can get on there and give us zero stars. What would you but say? But if you're listening to this right now, you're probably not a hater. No, probably not. Or you just love Mission Impossible Rogue Nation or you love our guest, Jonathan Chan. Any one of those reasons could be reasons. And speaking of Jonathan Chan. Our guest. Our guest. Uh, let's let's talk about some of what he do. You know? Well, uh, we were just talking about donations. Yeah. Jonathan Chan is a member of the Dub Nation. Oh, ho, ho. that was good, Chris. I Thank tip you. My, I tip my hat to you. I'll take your word for it because I can't even see you. Well, open up your eyes. Uh, are we doing, is this, uh, <laughs> this magic of the, the radio? Theater of the Mind? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, we're right next to each other. 
Well, the reason I can't see Craig is because we're both looking forward. That's right. We can't see each other, so you have to just turn to the left. I'm we not, not going to do it. We basically are sitting exactly how we were sitting in the logo for the show. Yeah, side we, by side in a car. But we haven't I'm started looking, I'm looking yet. at the road ahead of us, yeah. make sure there's nothing bad coming up. I'm not turning my head right. to put us in danger. And I'm looking to the right to see the sights. What's the Dub Nation, Chris? What even is the Dub Nation? You know, I think it is the uh, fans of the Golden State Warriors. You're saying that's there. like you're saying that's the known moniker for the Golden the N- State Warriors. Yes, the NBA basketball team. So you're saying what plays out in the Bay Area. You're saying the the Golden State Warriors, the known moniker for that fan base, that loyal fan base, is Dub Nation, member of Dub Nation. If I uh, read Jonathan's email correctly, yes, I believe. I'm reading the same email. Also, right, that so do, you, do you verify that what I'm saying is true? Dobi nos probi. Trust but verify. Wow. What do you see, three PO? Yeah. Showing off uh, one of the languages that you speak. That's right. How many languages do you speak? Something else Jonathan wrote in in uh, his list of things to talk about is something called JonathanChan.com. J O N A T H A N C H A N. Sounds like a website to me. Yeah, and that's where they can see... Is it Jonathan's website? That's Jonathan's website where he uh, posts drawings that he does. He's a fine fine illustrator. He's another... It's like everyone we know does this. Well, a good number of people we know do this. So go to that website and you can see the drawings he does. As he says, he dabbles in drawing on the side which makes you go, if that's the side dish, what's the main course? main course is that he is the starting point guard for the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> franchise. Image Comics franchise. And he works for Image Comics, the franchise. He works at Image Comics. What is he? Was it production manager? Is that his thing? Yes. That's a big. That's big. If you go, to, if you go to any, if you look at any image comic, I'm tripping over my words. I'm so excited. Any image comic, his name is in there. Any that's image right, comic man. in the past how many years? He's been there how many years? You're asking. I'm saying if you went back to like Savage Dragon number one, his name's not in there. No, he was just a kid. A kid, a child, oh, a little we're, boy. We're talking 24 years. Henceforth. Henceforth. I don't think I used that word, right? I don't know. He also... go. Jonathan also felt like there was something else he was going to put in this section that we talked about when we recorded, but he couldn't think of what it was. So maybe maybe he'll mention it on his social media, which he doesn't even use outside of winning things with respect to the Golden State Warriors. Sometimes it's, uh, you know, it's, it's good to step away from the social media and focus on your, on your stuff. And and a guy like Jonathan, who's got the main dish, he's got the side dish. Yeah. Who knows how many other dishes he's got. One could argue he himself is a dish. You could. What happens when the dish runs away? (sighs) Got to find that spoon, baby. That's right. If only this, you know, if he had spoons, there'd be no reason to run away. Speaking of spoons, I'm going to grab a spoon and let people taste a little bit what I got going on. I got a website, hatterentertainment.com, and I got another website called pixcomic.com. At pixcomic.com, you can buy my graphic novel, Pix One Weirdest Weekend, 
And with the coupon code CRUISING, you'll save 15% off the uh, physical copy how, or the digital um, copy. Uh, how much does that cost? How much is the book? Yeah. Twelve ninety nine plus shipping. How many have you sold so far? Hey, Chris. How much money do you make selling books every year? Hey, Chris. How much what money you got in the up. bank? What's your bank balance? Uh, it's currently twenty three sixty five and thirty two cents. I hope that you didn't actually reveal your bank balance. Why? Because then somebody could take that information and uh, steal my identity. Yeah. Yeah, I know. People That's the think, one key piece of information you need. People are going to think you're people are going to think you're rich, and then they won't donate. About <laughs> That's it? true. That was a very large number. <laughs> Just saying. That was well into four uh, four digits. Listen, four figures, six if you include uh, the right side of the decimal this, point. You're talking about centigrade. Yeah, centigrade. Yeah. All right. But so. I actually, I think, I think milligrade was even better game. Because there's like more kinds of insects that came on, and you shoot them. Right. I just like those trackball games. Yes. Were, I was about to say yeah, I like trackball games. I like Marble they Madness. Pulse, they get your pulse racing. I like a little Marble Madness. That's that's what they should do to fight obesity in America. Is make all video games trackball games. What about instead of that, you just made people walk on trackballs? We should make people do that. Remember Pogo Ball? Yes. That thing didn't work the way the commercial showed it. What, what did the commercial show? People successfully using a pogo ball. Huh, I could do it. <laughs> you could? Yeah. Well, I couldn't because I couldn't. I bet you know who else could have done it? Who? Tom Cruise. Well, yeah. Well, listen. That guy could do a backflip on the streets of Memphis. He could do anything. I don't think. I think that's maybe the one stunt he did not perform. The backflips. <sighs> And again, back handsprings is a... Sorry. Sorry, uh, Dr. Gymnast. Hey, look, you know what? We're fine as long as you don't call it a somersault again. <laughs> oh, 42 episodes, 41 episodes later, we've got all the references. Just, it's like an advent calendar of references. How many references do you think we earn in a year? Man, you so can, you really want to know what, what my... Gross national product is, don't you? I sure do. Which reminds me, I cut you off in the middle of you talking about your book information. I think I gave all the book information. You you get the discount? Yeah. With uh, cruising? Yeah. I did all that. Now you get yours. Quit ChrisGComics.com. Wait, say it again. I was talking over you. ChrisGComics.com. Yeah. That's it. That's it. So let's recap. We have websites and stuff. Jonathan Chan is a good man got a website also this is the last movie until the next movie which according to the internet isn't until october of 2016 so we could say we'll see you then but we won't because we will see you in 10 days or we'll we'll talk to you in 10 days for a special version episode we are recording the day this episode is released to the world it's going to be uh kind of a return to the pilot just me and you rapping and then over we'll talk beats? about be rapping over beats. Yeah, we might. Maybe we'll throw a beat in there. And then right. on that episode, we'll talk about the next episode because there's oh, there's one other thing. I'll tease it now. On February twentieth, we are releasing a cruising together survey. We'll talk about it more next episode. We're going to want you to fill that out before the next episode. 
I think That's I right. confused we're gonna, everything. We're gonna, we're gonna focus group it. We're gonna test it. We're gonna tweak it. We're gonna we're gonna do everything that uh, our market research says will make the show a better show. But we'll talk about that next episode because this break is, I think, officially the absolute longest break we've ever, think, we've ever done. You think we should paint the show blue? We'll paint it blue. I think this is absolutely the longest break we've ever done. And I know it's the last one, so we've got to make it count. But I also think people want to get back to their jobs. or And they want to get back to Jonathan's. And they want to get back. Yeah, we got it. Hey, break. Our break is over, man. Time to get back to work. we got to punch back in. Punch it. We're back, ready for round two. The IMF is uniquely trained and highly motivated. Specialist without equal immune to any countermeasure. Out Baldwin's voice. But it is an agency of chaos. The time has come to dissolve the IMF. Now, I want you to choose your next words very carefully. Where is Hunt? Last I heard, he was tracking the syndicate. How come the CIA has never discovered? See that? She's got a rabbit's foot. The syndicate. You want the polite answer or the truth? Did you, did you catch that, Jonathan? She's got a rabbit's foot. Where's the rabbit's foot? We've never met. What's that? Before, right? She had a rabbit's foot with the key to save her. The rabbit's foot. Oh, I did see that. I did see that. Yeah. Yes. And she also had a knocklist. Where are you? The syndicate is real. <laughs> You really should start having these movies really heavily reference the movies before. Was that the Fujis they were just playing? Yes. That wasn't in the movie. This may very well be our last mission. Let's make it count. So what's the play? Lady in a ba- in a bathing suit. That's almost like uh, well. It's impossible. I should save that. That scene was also not in the movie, by the way. They they cut that out. They went from a, they went with a different angle. Which scene was it? I missed it. Where she gets out of the pool. When she was coming out of the pool. No, it's the same shot. Mm-hmm. Oh, they go in from the front. Go back and check. I can't go back and check right now. There she goes. There's Daddy the shoulder the shoulder leap. That would be like her wrestling her signature times. wrestling move. It would for sure. She does it Tremendous. three times at least in this movie. And I watched it to see exactly what she's doing. She steps up on the thigh. Use the oh, thighs as a stair step. I don't care who you are, you're not getting up from that one. No way, man. <laughs> Especially when she, you know, stabs you with a knife in your chest. Open the door! Open the door, Benji. Open the door! Yeah, I'm That's the wrestler's finishing move, is stabbing somebody in the chest. <laughs> I don't care who you are, you're not getting up from that one. <laughs> but then Hulk Hogan was able to, like, just hulk up and, like, overcome a, a, a giant knife sticking in his heart. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, because if he, well, you stab him the first time, he's winded. But then you stab him a second time, and his eyes go wide. Well, yeah, every every no, no, it's like three stabs, and then it's like that final stab is when he just stands up straight with the eyes wide. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. The finger, and he wags the finger. Yeah, you can't. There's like three knives sticking out of him. You know what? What made me think of it was when uh, she's coming out of that that pool. It reminds me of this. Oh no. <laughs> oh, this is the wrong video though. <laughs> I think we all know that at some point in this opening, 
Who is it that comes out is in the bikini? <laughs> is it? Um, I can't think of her name. This is I pulled up the wrong video. Is it Heather Thomas? Heather Thomas. Exactly. Yeah, the fall guy. Oh, Jonathan knows. Which I've I've told Greg that that listening to past episodes and you guys playing the Fall Guy intro has made me go back to rewatch the Fall Guy intro. The intro or the show? Uh, well, just the intro since that you know that's what you guys are watching. Yeah. But I I used to love the Fall Guy show. I used to watch it and hadn't seen it in forever. And when you start playing the intro, I started going, oh yeah, that, that show I used to like. Yeah. Let's, I, watch let's go intro. watch that five minute intro. Well, I can say. That still, to this day, I've still never seen an actual episode of The Fall Guy, despite owning a, a Fall Guy lunchbox as a young as a young boy. <laughs> yeah, I was a young boy once, Chris. Believe it or not. Well, believe it or not, I'm walking on air. That's see, a different theme song. <laughs> That's a show I watched when I was a young boy. <laughs> I also watched that show as a young boy. Believe it or not, Greg, I was once a young boy. I. <laughs> Deja vu's. <laughs> deja vu's. It's pronounced deja vu's. That's a movie with Denzel Washington. It's a phenomenon known as deja vu. What was that movie? It wasn't called deja vu, was it? It was, yeah, called... It was called deja vu. Oh, it was? In France, Starring it... Paula Patton from Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. From Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. I feel like that's going to be the segue right into... I'm going into cruise control early. Because now two things have come oh, wow. up. We're coming in hot. Two things have come up with cruise control, so let's do it. This is a story about control. I'm in cruise. And this time I'm going to do it my way. Cruise control is a segment on the show where we talk about things in the movie that would that we were in control, we would change for better or worse. And uh, it would have been nice to have Paula Patton back. That's one of mine. I agree. I agree. I agree. Well, who's, where, who's she? She was in Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. She was the lady in that one. All right. They could have also brought Maggie Q back. Would have been Would've fine, too. Would have that, too. Who's but she? It, it just, she was the, the lady in Mission Impossible 3. <laughs> I do find it a little odd no, that they have recurring, recurring IMF characters that are the males, but none of the females so far. Right. Allegedly... It's for scheduling. Paula Patton was going to come back, and Maggie Q yeah. was going to come back, but I don't know. That seems yeah. like a, a, I don't know. I think yeah. Paula Patton would have been much more useful, at least in trying to catch Ilsa Faust, than Luther Stickle was. Who <laughs> <laughs> couldn't even? Who get was through. like seemingly he was laboring while running. <laughs> he wasn't even running. He was laboring <laughs> to get past four people. Now, granted, he was very good at using the computers to find people. Yes. But yes. he shouldn't be on the field anymore. I love Ving Rhames. Luther Stickle's great. That guy should not be on the field. Well, I mean, or in the field. That was clearly that scene was played for comedic. I know. But I, hey, I'm in control. <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> then bring in an extra person. You know, also, I'm not a huge fan of Brandt, but that's me. Who's he? Hurt Locker. Hurt Locker. Yeah, I, right. I feel like this character got a little, a little too, uh, 
I don't know if jokey is the right way to play it this time around, but he just uh, he wasn't as serious, I felt like, as he was in Ghost Protocol when they're hinting at his secrets. It used to be a field agent and all that. Didn't, didn't quite feel it this time around. Yeah, this movie had a lot more jokey Well, that's moments. because at the end of Ghost Protocol, he was validated. He realized, like, oh, I, I shouldn't be beating myself up because I didn't actually do anything bad. That's like, true. I thought I thought that these two people died in the, on my watch, and it turns out they didn't. Conscience clear. That is true. Jonathan, do you have any uh, cruise controls? I got a few. I got a few, actually. I also, I also uh, have more than just the Paula Patton. That, that Paula Patton one's an easy one. I have some other heavy, right, heavy right. hitters. But go I'll ahead. Sure. Uh, I'll, I'll go with one, and then we'll, we'll, we'll yeah, circle back we'll do around. do it category style. Yeah, yeah. Uh, first, first cruise control I got is that uh, Solomon Lane, uh, someone needs to give him, like, a throat lozenge or something. It's not he's talking. <clears throat> Solomon Lane. Talks like this, <laughs> you idiot. He's not gonna. He's Do you think you're it. really the first person he's to suggest not, a throat lozenge? I not, have throat lozenges. He's British, not for my Polish. throat lozenges. He's not oh, gonna I'm, waste. I, I didn't realize I was doing a Polish accent. He's not gonna waste all his <laughs> energy on speaking. He lets the. Those are two excellent impressions. He lets other people. I'm do enjoying this a lot. I'm mesmerized. I feel like what would be nice is if Solomon Lane and Owen Davian had a conversation. <laughs> oh, man. Solomon Lane, where's the rabbit's foot? I don't know what you're talking about with the rabbit's foot. The rabbit's foot. Give it the to me. The only rabbit's foot I'm aware of is the one I put a key on, and I gave it to the bone doctor to lock up Ethan Hunt. Solomon Lane, do you have a, do you have a wife, girlfriend? What kind of throat lozenges I'm gonna do find you her. use? Your voice is so find rich her and, hurt her. and deep. It's going to be fun. When you start coughing... Do you have any marbles? In a bathroom. I need to add some more marbles to my own mouth. Do you want anybody mouth. to help you when you start coughing? Or do you just wave I'm them i put off? the rabbit's foot right in my mouth. <laughs> and scene. <laughs> Chris, I suspect when you listen back on that, you're going to love it. Maybe. I think you will. Uh, that was pretty fantastic. But uh, his his voice was so raspy at parts that it like took me out of the moment. Well, yeah. I'm like, what what is he saying? He was saying like the uh, the the scene yeah. in the garage after they capture uh, <laughs> after they kidnap Benji. Yeah, and, and Solomon calls Ethan for the first time, and Ethan answers the phone. Yeah, and and uh, Solomon's going, Ethan, I have a job for you. Yeah, Do you want Benji back? Like I'm waiting for that's Ethan a, to stand there good, and just That's go, a good impression. I think I think you beat Greg. I, I'm waiting for Ethan to go. I I, I I'm waiting for him to tell Solomon like I, I I don't know who you are, but I have really crappy phone service in this garage. Can I call you back in a couple minutes after I get out whatever subject? You're coming across terribly right now. I'm getting one out of every five words. That that's that's what I felt like his appropriate response would have been in that scene. No, that's fair. That is fair. But uh, yeah, that voice was really something. All right, so lozenge for Solomon Lane. Is it my turn? Sure, I think yours is going to get us started on a whole other trick, but hit us well, with so it. Then should we yeah. wait? I don't think so, because yours, yours, I know what yours is. Yeah, because I, I mentioned it you earlier. Telegraphed it. I said it. Let's do it, because it's going to set me off on a whole. <laughs> I got a whole thing. I'm going to start sounding like John Green talking about Mission Impossible One. Well, I, I don't even think mine is actually fair, because I think it's perfectly it's fair. Like, why not get? Uh, plastic oxygen tank. Yeah. If it's like they don't, they can't have anything metal. Agreed. <laughs> but 
No, that's fair because they have – apparently or, they have a glove that measures your oxygen. There's no metal in that glove. How does that glove do that? Oh, circuits. Circuits. Yeah. <laughs> that glove had an LED display, had something that was connecting to their oxygen supply through his wrist. If that, if I'm buying that, I can buy that they have a, a Batman-style rebreather that just goes onto their mouth. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Well, but here's I'm agreeing thing. with you. But well, what I'm saying is the point against that is they've been disavowed. They're cut off from all kinds of tricks except for the stuff that they have. Right, like making masks and all the other things they yeah. have. But the, the, it's like, oh, I, did, I forgot to bring the plastic oxygen tanks this time. There are bigger problems with this big, giant water set piece. Such as? All right. So first, they yes. could have gotten a plastic or ceramic. How about a ceramic Ooh, oxygen tank? I like that. I think it would smash immediately. And he got hit by that arm that was like... Yeah, <laughs> only because he was f- concentrating on trying to breathe. If he had a ceramic little oxygen tank on his hip that maybe gave him an extra four minutes, he would have been fine. A. B... The three-minute timetable is jacked, and here's why. He needs to go into this water tank to change the security code so that Benji can get in and get the list, the red boxed list. Why are they doing this at the exact same time? Why not send (laughs) him in to change the security code? Do that. Done. Benji, get in there. It's all set up for you. The three-minute timetable is a fiction. It's a. It's their own construct, right? That is unnecessary to this impossible mission. If you say so, <laughs> I couldn't figure out why it would be otherwise. Okay. The three minutes is a construct. The only thing I can think of is, is the only thing I can think of is that if when he has to open that safety hatch. Like, to get out, whether that set off some sort of alarm or something like that. So, like, had they done that, maybe the whole security system would have shut down. They're not letting anybody in till they go in and check out why that is, you know, why the hatch opened. And, and, and maybe that's where they find out some sort of data swap happened. Something like maybe. that. That's the only thing I can come up with. But, but otherwise, in theory, there would have been I no, agree with you. There would have been no evidence of that at all because they would have closed the door again. Like, it would have just looked like, oh, nothing happened in here after all. Weird. Just like when the water shuts down, they don't send anybody to look for it. It's like, oh, the water shut down. Oh, wait, it's back again. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> so like, there's too much water in here. Let's just just go. Just don't don't clean don't clear the pool out. Just keep putting water in. And then the last problem with that scene is Ethan Hunt starts the timer and then takes a good fifteen to twenty seconds before he even dives into the water. <laughs> you're you're ruining your own time. You're losing half of a minute practically starting the timer before you've even gone over the rail. Cool scene, but flawed upon second viewing. Jonathan, you got another one? I got another one for you. All right. All right. So, I have two, I have two uh, more, by the way. Ter- cool. I, got, I think I got like two, I think. All right. uh, I, I, I wrote like a list of things down, but some of these I'm just like, ah, maybe some of these are too nitpicky. But uh, another you're, one that I had. You're in cruise control, I'm, buddy. <laughs> I, I, I'm, going with, uh, I'm going with scenes that kind of took me out of the moment in the movie where I felt like something, you know. Something should have changed, hence cruise control. Sure. Uh, the the interrogation scene uh, after uh, Ethan gets free and Ilsa shows him that hallway to run out and she shuts the door and she's like, yeah, I can't come with you. Uh, 
Ethan takes off running down the hall after I believe it's the Bone Doctor and some other henchmen show up in that hall, and they, they show the hallway as this really long, narrow hallway, and they're both shooting at him with their guns, and they're two you know elite soldiers or whatever, and they can't seem to shoot straight down this hallway. Like Ethan is running continuously for an extended period of time. And every little fragment in the hallway is blowing up around him, but these two guys can't seem to shoot straight. Even his, even their misses I, should hit him. <laughs> yeah, like I either, machine I, yeah, guns. I, They're not pistols. <laughs> I, I either would have went with a scene where, where where Ethan immediately turns around a corner or something, so it's not a long hallway, or I would have liked ten seconds where after Ethan escapes, you know, the Bone Doctor looks at his gun and he's like. These damn crooked guns. Why did we why did we buy these on discount? We should have just bought the normal guns that shoot straight. Damn it. Damn yeah, crooked guns. Like yeah, crooked guns are like those shopping carts, the one bum wheel. <laughs> just steer you into the stack of uh, canned goods. Exactly. Maybe they got those guns at Kmart. Exactly. Anybody okay, look, any kid can just walk into a Kmart and buy a gun. That's true. Or a Walmart or whatever. Yeah. A sporting goods store. Are either those sponsors of the show, by the way, are either of those going to come after you for your statements? That all depends on what your plugs are during the plug segment. (laughs) (laughs) Jonathan wants to plug Walmart. And their guns. (laughs) And their guns, specifically. Uh, Another one of mine. uh, It's just like, all right. It's during the motorcycle chase. The motorcycle chase ends when Ethan turns a corner. And Ilsa is just standing in the middle of a two-lane road. And he seems to be... <laughs> now, he's done some amazing motorcycle things, wearing jeans and a, and a Hawaiian shirt. But somehow he can't just go around her or hit the brakes. He has to spin out and tumble. <laughs> he's dodging trucks, huge trucks on the highway. Yes. But he can't, yes. he can't avoid a lady. There's actually one of my cruise controls as well. You... you, com- you same exact sentence. Yeah. How me. about that time when he my was cruise control his, is his motorcycle eighty miles an hour and another guy driving his motorcycle <laughs> eighty miles an hour and they crashed in midair. Oh no! Look, four movies ago, I believe that might have been a, a cruise control at the time as well. I'm saying for this movie, my cruise control is go around her, bro. <laughs> Just to do a swerve. Yeah, a swerve. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, he's dodging cars that are coming at him. In the opposite direction. Yeah. Much bulkier items in this small single lane road. And they're moving actually towards him. So he has less time to, <laughs> also, to adjust. Also, in Mission Impossible 2, he put that motorcycle up on its front wheel and did stuff with it. <laughs> we know what he could do. He's he, almost he as good as... He has the ability. He's almost as good All at right, motorcycles I, I as he is defend, at drawing. I can defend it here. Okay. Because he just died and he's disoriented upon his return to life. All right. Right before the motorcycle chase, right? Is that when that happened? But he was so reoriented that he was able to dodge all those cars in the interim. Luck. All <laughs> <laughs> uh, <all> right. <laughs> well, well, it's true. Hunley says a lot of this stuff seems like it's just luck. So that's possible. Mm, all right. It's like Hunley has watched all the movies and he's, <laughs> and he's just like, come on. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Hunley has watched all the movies. Hunley testifying in front of the CIA is him doing cruise control. That was him doing or, like plot recap more. He was pointing out all the uh, pe- previous yeah. movies. Uh, you got you got another one, Jonathan, before I deliver my last one? Uh, I got another one. Which, 
But, but does, does Chris have any more? I feel like we're like overtaking cruise control Chris here. Has nothing. Plastic tanks. <laughs> See. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I I got I got two more cruise control. Okay, give me those uh, two because I want to uh, save my last one for last. All right, all right. The so the 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 first one I'm thinking of is uh, uh after the bike chase and they flip the 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 car backwards and they're they're laying upside down yeah which by the way i think i could have done without that cgi scene of the car flipping thought that was really awkward but besides that they're laying upside down the last syndicate biker guy pulls (laughs) up he gets off the bike yeah he's walking towards them they're like oh god we're about to get shot this is it for us then all of a sudden the jeep comes out of nowhere and Boy. hits him. The jeep ap- apparently is driving extremely silently. By the way, you don't hear a single noise of a, of a car driving up. There's a wide open space. Apparently this syndicate guy was so focused on shooting them, didn't hear it, didn't see it, gets hit by the jeep. Yeah, the only the only explanation I have for that is syndicate guy never took his helmet off, so he had no peripheral vision. <laughs> <laughs> but otherwise, that scene was super telegraphed. You're like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, the guys in the yeah. truck maybe are finally going to show up. Maybe he was deaf too. Maybe he was uh, all that driving and just the, the loud noises and everything. I don't know. Maybe he was one of the guys from uh, what's that? What's that band where they wear the helmets? Come on, the, they they do the electronic, hmm. the EDM music. They wear helmets. T- Daft Punk. Oh, oh, oh. Maybe uh, he was uh, Daft Punk. Daft Punk. Punk. Maybe he was Daft oh. Punk. <laughs> Get it? Maybe he was CM Punk. Maybe he was Daft Punk. Get it? <laughs> because he's oh, you're saying he's like a he's like a he's like he's like a motorcycle guy. He's like a he's like a young punk. Yeah, he's like a deaf punk. He's like a punk. Get it? <laughs> I don't know if I get it. <laughs> What's that have to do with him not being able to hear though? He might have been deaf punk. Get it? Had t- a change the intonation on that one. Wow. Yeah. Did you just call me a punk. Get it on my podcast. Our podcast. Thank you. What's your other one, Jonathan? All right, or my last one. Chris, I think Chris, was, Chris will appreciate this one from the, the days that we worked together. Oh, Ooh, yeah, Jonathan so, uh, and Chris. Can I, can also, I, Jonathan and Chris used to work together. Will I be able to guess based just on that? Let's see. I Try don't it. know. Try it. Try I don't it. know. Yeah, yeah. Try Go for it. it. Okay. Uh, is it the Wolfman theme song? <laughs> wow, that, is, that is like <laughs> That's a, a very inside joke reference. slash deep cut. Right. Is, it, yeah. is it Jonathan Chan... Oh boy! Is a mission is is Mission Impossible agent level because of his ability to have like a package of M and M's at his desk and eat one M M&M and M every day? Oh, like the kid from the Golden Child? Yes, <laughs> that leaf. <laughs> like that's something that only a highly trained special mission. That's why we have him on this episode. Agent would be able to like. Mm. There's no. Who I else? Can, like, who can stop at one M and M? I don't know, but I feel like you're. I feel like with each one of your guesses, you're getting warmer, because these are getting... so clearly having to do with this movie. That's uh, well. Look, that's like a, a highly specialized talent. Yeah. Um, it, it was actually. It's neither of these so far. They're, they're great guesses. Or not great guesses, but it, it, these are very obscure references. Is it, is it filling these out some real it, guesses? Is it check? Is it checking the indicia? For the correct oh man, you're getting, you're getting closer. You're you're getting closer. Uh oh. So the, uh, the 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 cruise the last cruise control I got, which I fair I gotta say because Chris is gonna keep guessing for a very long yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, so when Benji is is going to the opera, 
Yes. And he looks at the uh, the Vienna Opera handout. Yes. Uh, it might have it might have been you know the 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 file that I was watching. <laughs> so because I didn't have it, you know, the DVD didn't come out till like Tuesday. But when he looks at that handout, I feel like the V in Vienna doesn't stand out from the background. So like in terms of design. Like it wasn't easily readable. And whenever we're at work and we're doing these book covers and we're doing ads, you want to make sure that the title of whatever it is you're making is easily readable. It's pop. So for a brief for a brief moment, I checked out and went, I think that's some bad design there. I think that handout for the Vienna Opera, it should have been clearly seen from a distance that you can read Vienna Opera. To me, it read almost as like Vienna Opera because yeah. that, that V just, you know, a little, little hidden in the background there, a little... A little washed out with the background. That was, my other, that was I, my only other cruise control. Can't argue with that. Chris, you have an argument against that? I support this argument. Fantastic. My <laughs> last cruise control, it's a cruise control I've said before. Wait, wait. Did Jonathan have one more before your last one? No, that was no, no, no. That was it. That was, that was okay. the last one. My last, one, the last one, and it's one I've had before, and I will have it again until it is satisfied. Where is Kittredge? <laughs> I need... Kittredge back. Should have seen that one coming. Why is anybody else of all of Go. all the bosses? Actually, my favorite was a uh, good old Larry Fishburne. That was my favorite. Larry one. Fishburne was good, but Kittredge wasn't even a boss. He was like a handler. Oh, true. And he should still be there. They could utilize him Kittredge. any number of ways. I want Kittredge back. <laughs> That was cruise control. Whew. How about that? Oof, man, man, hot man. stuff. That was a heavy cruise control. Hot stuff. Hot stuff. That might, was that the most? Was that the most cruise controls you've had for one of these? Uh, one of these movies so far. Obviously, there's a there's a couple movies I haven't I haven't heard them come out yet. You mean for a Mission Impossible movie or a movie in general? Or just a, just a movie in general? I feel like that might have been the most cruise control. I don't we know. We may have been the I feel most. Like we've had more. So far, nobody has, no hmm. fan has taken it upon themselves to create a cruise, cruising together wiki hmm. to know <laughs> which episodes had the most cruise controls and such. Uh, I know last episode, Chris had a whole lot of top toms. Ooh. I think it was last episode. No. Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol had a lot of top toms. With, with, with top toms? Uh. With top thomas. Yeah. It was like an interminable number of top toms. So this is like a complete turnaround. Although we haven't done top toms yet, so shall we? So that might Let's have been. The, that, so Jonathan might be correct about the cruise controls. He might be correct about two. You're right. Let's. I do, like being. I like being critical of these movies because I care. Damn it. Of course. So I like. I like that we're critical about it. Shall we do some top toms, gentlemen? We shall. Let's do it. Top tom top tom top tom top tom. You got the preferred version of the theme song. Recorded by Paul McMahon. You heard so much. Why'd you talk over the whole thing? Better, better than the Tom Tom Club version, where they tell everybody what? about the hardest working man in show business. You mean this one? Which, no, I, no, no. Yes, yes, yes. Well, Tom gets out of jail and Brost, goes Brost Protocol. Brost Protocol. Ghost Protocol. He gets out of jail, right? He, he breaks out. He does. But he doesn't want to do it without bringing out one of his guys. You know what else is good about that, Top Toms? It's got the word fun in it, which is part of this show. It's real fun and inspiring. 
by the way, for all you listeners out there, you couldn't see it. Greg and I were dancing a little in our chairs to that. Chris just looked really perturbed. Yeah, Chris. He, is like, he actually kind of looked off to the side, and he's sort Chris of is just sitting there like, his face. like Sam the Eagle. He's, being a he's like, jerk. are we done yet? Is this one done? Yeah, this guy's like, uh, like Ice Cube. Are we there yet? I think I think you don't need to provide any more examples after that Sam Eagle example. <laughs> well, you don't know Sam the Eagle? No, everyone knows who Sam Eagle is. First of all, it's Sam the Eagle. And everybody knows who Sam the Eagle is. I that's what I just said. I'm not saying he's the most popular of all I the am, Muppets. I'm not being sarcastic. But at I'm all. gonna say he's top twenty three Muppets. Fine. If your top if your top, if your top Muppet is Kermit the Frog. And then you get uh Piggy Bear and Fozzie Pig. Piggy Bear. And uh Piggy Bear and Gonzo's and uh Scooter and the Swedish Chef and uh one of them chickens. What about that Sweetums? Rat, and then Sweetums. And then uh, about honey, Beaker. Honey, honey Bunny and Beaker. And, uh, what about Animal and Floyd? Animal. Janice. And Floyd and Janice. Dr. And, and Teeth. Mr. Dr. Teeth. How many have we done so far? 75. Then there's uh, the two old men, Waldorf and Stadlon. 77. And then uh, I feel like Wally Wackerman is listening to this. Cringing. It's possible. Then there's that new Muppet that whistles. What's that guy's name? Whistler. Billy? <laughs> Whistler. No, come on. From the from the Jonathan, what's that Muppet's name that whistles? I was going with Whistler also. Ted? Is his name Ted? It's something like that Norm. His not, name might be Norm. It's not like Whistling Jeff. No. It's not Whistling Jeff. It's in the <laughs> it's in the Muppets the movie that was called The Muppets. Whistling The Wayne. Jason Siegel one. I didn't see that movie. Jonathan, you seen yeah, that movie? Yeah, I missed it. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Nope, missed that one. Is Tom Cruise in that movie? His name might be Oscar. That Muppet's name might be Oscar. He just looks like a dude and he can whistle. Like Oscar the Grouch? No. That's a Sesame Street Muppet. That's different. That's different. So this guy's stealing his name. I can't remember the guy's name at all. Lawsuit. <laughs> Trevor? Elvin? James. Irwin? James the Whistling Puppet. Bob? Yes. I think it's Bob. Chuck Muscles. Bob, Chuck Muscles, the whistling puppet. <laughs> Last night we were having a conversation, and uh, the subject came up of what's the manliest, like a manly name, and I came up with Chuck Muscles on the spot, and I've yet to come up with something better. It's pretty manly. Speaking of manly, we were, we're in Top Toms right now, so how about we do some of these Top Speaking Toms? Speaking of manly. Yes. Chris, start us off, bro. All right, I got, I got, I got two. But one of them's kind of just like a phoned in. I'll do the phoned in one first. Phone it in. Tom does all his own stunts, including hanging off of a plane. Although, <laughs> I think people that hear that, they think like, wow, he's he's like holding on to that door all that time. He's got really strong hands and arms to like hold on to that door. No, I think he's strapped in. He's he's on, He's just, he's attached to the plane with like a, He's like a, a, a harness that's like strapped in. The, the The dangerous part is like any debris hitting him in the face is gonna is gonna kill him. And luckily, there was no debris. Or a bird. Ever heard of Sully Sullenberger? I would put a bird into the category of debris. I don't think a, I don't think a bird would take to that very kindly. Stunt. <laughs> Birds are nature, bro. Apologies to all of our avian brothers. Including Sam the Eagle? 
Except for Sam, oh the eagle. Oh my god, he's so grumpy. No, he's just going to be grumpier. He's a muppet. No, he 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 really hated that theme song. Oh man. Holy moly, what a he, theme song hater. He really held his <laughs> breath for like 6 <laughs> minutes. 3 minutes, bro. For real. And he died. And he for, died for real. For reals. He flatlined for real on camera. Yeah. And he totally uh like he didn't even he like they showed that the girl El- Ilsa Ilsa Faust is training to hold her breath in that pool. Like yeah. she's she's working on it because she knows that this is what has to be done. Yeah. Tom shows up and is just like, I'll just do it right now. Yeah. Hey man, he's Ethan Hunt. Um, should we circle around or should I go down my list? We can circle around, Jonathan. You got a top yeah. Tom? All right. Yeah, yeah. I, my my top Tom. When I saw it, I was like, oh, that's a top Tom. Which I also was worried that you guys are all gonna like the same top Tom because I thought it was pretty amazing. Uh. It's the interrogation scene, and, and and when Ilsa starts fighting, and Tom's got to get off that pipe somehow, and yeah, he goes, man. "How am I going to get off this pipe?" Oh, I know. I'm going to turn horizontal, <laughs> and I'm going to kick my way off the top of the pipe, and then the the flip he does down, and then that first immediate assault. I mean, from the from the kick off to the first run, like tackle with that guy. Amazing. My, I have written down the stutter jump off the pole. I didn't know what else to call it. But that was amazing. It's like Cirque du Soleil style. That <clears throat> It's one of my top Toms, so and we are think, in agreement. And I think we can uh-huh. safely assume Tom did that himself. Of course he did. That guy could do a perfect reverse plank. Did all his own stunts. All his own. And he's which, shirtless. Which, Point out, he is shirtless yes. in that scene. Thank you very much, Chris. I also Fitness report. I also knew that he's in good shape. All right. What else did you know, Jonathan? I I said, well, I also knew this movie was going to be good because he's shirtless twice in this movie. <laughs> he also runs so I was like, maybe oh. a dozen times. Well, I mean, if he's shirtless twice, forget about it. This movie, forget about we're it. Done. This, this thing's a success. Yeah, Jonathan just did his mafia impression. Hey, forget we about did. it over here. Our guest, the mafia. <laughs> yeah. Well, that ties into he does also run, which is my top time. It was my top time during the special version episode. The first shot of him running across the horizon. It's perfectly framed. Credit to Christopher McQuarrie. It's awesome. He's in a suit, which means he's doing a special version of the Olympics running. It is everything we want out of a Tom Cruise run. It's almost like they've been listening to our podcast. It's glorious. Which, which by the way, too, do you guys know how old Tom Cruise is? I mean, I, you guys probably know because you're the experts. Here's what I do know. I believe he's 53, right? Yo, you're dead on. You and nailed that. I found this trivia on the internet. He's 5'7". I've been saying 5'7 and a half. He's 5'7". Here's the trivia I found he on the internet. He plays defense like he's 5'7 and a half. Back in episode... Oh. Was it Rain Man? We talked about yes. Wilfred Brimley? No, that was uh, the, the, uh, no, no, the, Wilfred the firm. Brimley. Wilfred Brimley's in the firm, but I believe we talk about Wilfred Brimley with Pat McGrath in episode Rain Man. About mustaches? Yes. Okay. Wilfred Brimley was in the movie Cocoon. As an old man, right? Yeah. <laughs> he played an old man in Cocoon. Uh-huh. When he was in Cocoon, he was 51. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Cruise is 53. <laughs> He's kicking himself his way off a, a pipe in an interrogation room. That was such a great bit of trivia. I had to, I'm glad it came up. Tom Cruise is two years older than a guy who needed aliens to make him feel young again in Cocoon. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I love the fact, too, that if they're already talking about the next Mission Impossible movie, Tom's going to be like 55 <laughs> yeah. plus. Yeah. 
He's going to be a middle-aged 50-year-old as like the head of this field operations IMF unit doing all his, his stunts. By the time it's he be get, amazing. Yeah, by the time the next Mission Impossible movie comes out, he'll probably be getting AARP mailers. <laughs> Wait a minute. I've been getting AARP mailers <laughs> since I was like 32. <laughs> I don't I think they've got something. You're not supposed to be getting those yet. <laughs> To be completely fair, too, uh, I am also receiving a few of those mailers randomly. What? And I keep thinking it's like for a neighbor or something. I'm like, why? Why is my name on an AARP mailing list? <laughs> yeah, they're they're as susceptible to sending out junk mail as anybody else. They're just, I, they're paying they're paying Dwayne Reed and Walgreens and CVS anybody with like one of those reward card things. They're they're buying up every customer list they can get, sending mail to them. I guess regardless that's of age. Are you buying a lot of adult? Uh, diapers at CVS to get you on that list. Oh, problem solved. Mission accomplished. Ghost protocol. <laughs> uh, well, that's, those are my two. The running and the stutter jump. Who else has top toms? I got one. All right. Let's hear it, bro. Which I think might also be Tom doing his own stunt. Tom memorizes all the information from that disc. And then destroys it so so that they so that they don't they don't kill him, right? Once they get their hands on that the was information. that was a badass he de- move. He destroys all the information. He's like, I am the disc. I am the disc. Yeah, or the drive or whatever it is they yeah, call yeah. it. And I think at this point, I think Tom probably has a photographic memory for real. You know what's interesting? In real life. You know what's meta about this whole thing? You're giving him props for the memory. You haven't seen this movie since august it's been several months remember that specific detail that's impressive to well, me that's how he wins that's, that's my top chris well, that's, that's my top chris no that's like saying that's like that's like Ooh. remembering the winning shot of the game uh, eh, uh, mm, not eh, quite the shot i mm. feel like that's like like remind it's like remembering the the like the like timeout before the final play where you're sitting there and you're trying to figure out like which is the final play we're going to run to win the game. That's yeah. what I feel like this yeah, is. Yeah, like if it was Star Wars. Yeah, but then it worked. If it was Star Wars, it's not like remembering the final shot used to force Luke. It's like remembering how they got the plans with Obi-Wan going around that thing in the Death Star or wherever they were getting those plans. Were they in the Death Star to get those plans? Or were they in a Star Destroyer to get I those plans? I think they were. What, what are we talking about? In Star Wars. Star Some Wars. Some call it A New Hope. A New Hope. No, they had intercepted the plans. They had intercepted. No, no, but then they have to go. Oh, they have to dis. They have to disengage the the shields on the Death Star. Oh, that's what it is. Yes, right. right? So yes. they can get away. Are they in the Death Star doing that? Yes. Feels like they yeah. could have blown the Death Star from the inside at that point. But they didn't have. They didn't have any bombs. They they had the force, bro. Obi Wan could have done something instead of going blue ghost. He probably could have jumped into it and been like, "You're right. That's the worst Jedi, movie of all Jedi time." Jedi explosion. No wonder everyone hates let's it. Get into some, let's get into some Star Wars control here. Wow. Whoa. I don't have a jingle for it. You got one? <laughs> Why isn't Tom Cruise a Jedi? Well, I can't say. We did just see... He's uh, the, I think he's the closest thing to a real Jedi. We did just see The Force Awakens, and there was no appearance by Tom Cruise. We, were kept, we kept our eagle eyes oh, out. Oh, spoiler that, alert. That we know spoiler of. Spoiler alert. Some, someone else on this show has not seen Star Wars yet, and now... Now I know Tom Cruise is not in it. <laughs> Sorry, Jonathan. Well, he might now be. Now I'm, I'm a little bummed out. But he, by the time this episode comes out, you will have seen Force Awakens, likely. Yeah, so we're not spoiling a thing. Oh. Right. <laughs> yeah, 
You have to All use right. that time shift. The time shift. I think you just Jedi mind tricked me somehow. I think that's what. Just yeah, happened. this is not the spoiler you're looking for. Tom Cruise is in Star Wars: Force <laughs> Awakens. Yeah, he's the Awakener. Oh, I like. He's the guy that wakes everyone up. Hey, hey, everybody, wake it up! Wake it up! <laughs> and it's great because he comes in, he knocks on the door, and he goes, "Housekeeping, housekeeping." <laughs> And then Obi-Wan opens his eyes. He's like, what? What are you? That's a name I haven't heard. (laughs) I thought I put the do not disturb sign on the But Obi-Wan is played by Solomon Lane. He's, that's a name I haven't heard. Other top times. And is housekeeping played by Owen Davian? Oh, yeah. Okay, you're Owen Davian as housekeeping. I'm Obi-Wan as Solomon Lane. Housekeeping. What? Housekeeping. Housekeeping. Come back later. I'm sleeping in. Okay, sorry. Can't you tell from my voice? I've had a late night. I'm sorry. I'll come back. I need my rest. I need to rest my voice. Okay. Okay. I'm trying to kill Ethan Hunt, and I've got this lady who I don't trust, but I do. I'm bringing. And she jumps on everybody's shoulders. I'll bring you some towels. Stabs them in the chest. And extra soap. And scene. (laughs) Any other top toms? Wow, Star Wars Control is amazing. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> you know how many listeners you're going to get out of this as like this new scene that was in The Force Awakens Just that Star didn't Wars make Control. it actually into the it didn't make it actually out in the theaters, but it's here exclusively on the show. I'm sure once JJ Abrams hears this, they're going to shoot that for the DVD release. <laughs> they're going to CGI yeah, the, the uncut Blu-ray. Yeah, they're going to CGI uh what's what's his name who played Owen Davian? Why am I blank? Philip Seymour Hoffman. May he Philip rest. Hoffman. In peace. Oh, spoiler! Any other top toms? Oh, uh, I got I got one more top tom. Bring which it, ho- I bring it thought, home. I I thought this top tom actually I thought you guys both would select this one as well. Um, so I don't I don't know if it's just like I don't know you guys as well as I used to, or maybe I was just like expecting more on it. I don't know. I might I have self edited. I may I may have this not true? seen this, this movie recently. <laughs> <laughs> also a good point uh my my other top tom is uh just after the whole underwater scene that that greg you love so much and uh they they uh, Ilsa just double crosses them and she's running out of wherever the little aqueduct thing is and she's heading off to her bike and uh they're ethan and benji are chasing after her and ethan comes out of the room and, and he takes that moment and goes where's the car again with his hand gesture. And he's like, oh, that's right. It's to the left. And he jumps up on the hood of the car and just eats it. All right. So I that is a fun scene. I think I was reacting. I had originally, as one of my top times, just the many sort of comedic takes he did throughout. Nah, like right. at one point during the fight in, in the interrogation, he's like, have we met each other? Like there's a lot of that stuff. Yeah. But at yeah. the same time, I had as a cruise control... Is it a little too jokey? Are there too many jokey bits? And the two things canceled each other out. And I just okay. let it all slide all right. by the wayside. But yes, when he all takes right. a header That's sliding fair. off of that car, it's pretty good. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Because also, like, I think I think some of the lines, like, when they got jokey with the lines, I felt like I, I felt those coming. And in that moment, when he did the hand gesture thing, I thought that was the one jokey bit for that moment. So when he jumps up on the hood of the car, I wasn't ready for him to just eat it. And it's also... He's really good at jumping on the hoods of cars. Cause I think he does it again in the movie successfully. I don't think that that's uh, too jokey, though, because 
It's a pratfall. But he had just come back from the de- from he just became resuscitated, so he's all disoriented. Yeah, so but it, it, was makes, a, it, it actually was a, makes sense yeah. that that would. It happen. was a button sure. they hit a few times because then he gets in a car and he's yeah. like, uh, 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 like that. I think that's acceptable. Yeah, it makes Look, it makes sense. He's hold on. disoriented. I, I don't feel like it doesn't fit the scene. Let me say. Just because it's not one of my top toms, I don't mean I, can't, I hate it. See, it. Sounds to me like Greg hates Tom Cruise. I don't even know. How, I don't even know how. I don't even know how or what or what or how or what except this. That's the better. That's the better top toms song. I'm glad that we don't have to listen to the other one. You mean? Oh wait, 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 but Chris, uh, Greg, before you hit, before you play the the theme, yeah. Uh, no, I I know we know who's the hardest working guy in show business is. Right. I know this. But on Sundays, when it's football season, and it's half the halftime show, and CBS is running it, do you know the guy who headlines that 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 whole halftime show? Perfect. Now, Jonathan, while we have you, know you're a fan of the show. Love, we yeah. know you like to listen. Yeah. Is there anything we haven't done that you want to do? Oh, yeah. I mean, this is, uh, I got to say, I didn't say this up front, but I do feel honored that I, I'm ending the inaugural run of Cruising Togethers. Uh, so I did want to go full boat on everything, on all the segments, because and the listeners are not going to have a new new show for a while, not until Jack Reacher 2, I think, is the next well, one. Well, we're going to do a couple like of that. special version episodes. All right, all right. But this is the last but until then. I mean, we got to... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we, we got we to gotta do all the segments. So uh, let's get into a little Hanks a lot. Hanks a lot. Hanks a lot. Now there's a there's a, a new version of Hanks a lot as well. We're gonna do both versions. Ooh, ooh. Hanks a lot version one is, is if you had to put Tom Hanks in this movie, what part would you give Tom Hanks? Who wants to go first? I, I already know my answer to that. So if if, you, if, if, if neither one of you would like to go first, go I'm first. ready. Mm. Let's do it. He'd be Alec Baldwin's part. All right, Jonathan. Uh, I'm going with the intro scene when the uh, when Tom Steele and like the biohazard warheads or whatever, and uh, that that one guy walks down and he sees Tom, uh, you know, strapping himself in or Ethan, Tom, sure. whatever. Uh, uh, that that I, I want that guy to be I want that guy to be played by Tom. He gives him that like classical Tom Hanks quizzical look, and then when when Ethan pulls a parachute, I can hear Tom going, "Hey, that's pretty good." Uh, I'm between. Having him play Solomon Lane, or having him be the person that interrogates Benji. I'm not sure which would be better mm. suited for uh, for Tom Hanks. So that's Tom H- Hanks a lot version one. Hanks a lot. Now it's time for Hanks a lot version two. Hanks a lot. And in Hanks a lot version two, Chris came up with this one. Which Tom Hanks character? <laughs> I just, I just, I'm like, <laughs> from the moment you said there's two versions, yeah, I've been dying to know what the two versions are. <laughs> I'm even more intrigued to learn that I came up with this second version because I have no idea what's coming. Which character that Tom Hanks has played 
would you replace a character in this movie with? <laughs> you got that? So, so it's a character Tom Hanks has played. I, I think I've already found the limitation of this one, but we'll go. Uh, is we'll... being swapped in for a character in this movie. So, who's it going to be? Anybody want to? All right. My first thought is, <laughs> and this is the limitation, is that all I can think is like, w- what would be hilarious if Forrest Gump was in the movie? <laughs> 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 all right that's fine so because like that's like well like what other characters has he been there's he, been he's been like, in a lot of Cap- movies yeah well so like oh captain phillips should be the role of this guy yeah he could be larry crown could, sure <laughs> but what's funnier than Tom, than uh forrest gump i don't know larry crown i think forrest gump would be um what's his face is a uh, role i don't one know the, one of the hacker guys the, the the British hacker, one of the hacker guys, the 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 computer guy, Benji, Benji, Forrest Gump instead of Benji. All right, and then so then like when they're okay. like when when Benji's saying like oh no yeah Ethan can do it Ethan can do it he can he can hold his breath that long it'd be instead of be like Forrest Gump just saying like Ethan can hold his breath for for six <laughs> for six minutes. <laughs> and by the way, you're welcome for that. Spot on perfect. Oh, no, for a second, I thought I was in the world of Forrest Gump <laughs> for the briefest, the briefest of seconds. All right. For a moment, I thought Tom Hanks was sitting in that room with you guys. Ooh. Oh, hold on. Forrest Whoa. Gump is Ethan Hunt because <laughs> he does all that running. <laughs> he does do all that running. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Oh, uh, that's a great one. Yeah, that is very good. <clears throat> if if uh, if if Tom ever decides he doesn't want to do his own stunts anymore, bring in Forrest Gump. All right, I am choosing Tom Hanks as the guy he played in the Lady Killers, playing the head of British intelligence. <laughs> sure. Didn't he like? A, wasn't he like a Colonel Sanders looking yes, guy? Yes. <laughs> he completely was. But that guy is head of British intelligence. That would be pretty fantastic. Okay. And I just thought of another good one. But okay. oh, it's, a, it's a Jonathan play. I would See, my, mine isn't I nearly it. as funny as you, your guys' is. Let's hear uh, it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm picturing Tom Hanks as Carl Hanratty from uh, Catch Me If You Can. Nice. And uh, I would sub him in as Hunley in, in this movie. That's good. That's good. It's probably a little more. It, it fits more. It's not as comical as yours, guys. Chris and I just oh, came, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I just saw Chris wrote down, and we came up with the exact same joke. Should we say it at the same time? I don't know his name, though. I don't know his name either. All right. Tom Hanks from, from Bosom Buddies, Buddies as Ilsa Faust. Right? <laughs> I wasn't going to say her. Oh, oh yeah, that would be us. <laughs> what were you going to say? Well, I, was just, I was just thinking, it's like, oh, he's like a master of disguise already, so he could fit right in. But yeah, he'd be the girl because yeah. he was dressed as the girl. That's Hanks a lot version 2.0. Hanks a lot. Oh, that's a great segment, Chris. Oh, man. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm so nice, glad you nice remember job, coming Chris. up with it. Oh, yeah. Way to come up with that one and pull that in for this episode. Uh, Jonathan, I know there's another segment you want to yeah. do, so let's get right to it. Oh, let, let's eat some crow. This ain't no disco. It ain't no country club either. 
Eating Crow. I'd like to preface this segment saying that when I worked with Jonathan, the highlight of my life on a weekly basis was going to get a Fred's sandwich with Jonathan every Tuesday. It It started out as Wednesdays. And it became Tuesdays, I think. Well, the question we asked on Eating Crow is, which Russell Crowe movie would you eat if it was a sandwich? Jonathan Chan. Gladiator. Give us the proudest and gayest and loudest of crows that you know. And crow. Are Are you working off the glad he ate her joke? Or is it Not at that, all. Or that movie was was just like packed full of nutrition. I, I just feel like with, if you saw a sandwich named Gladiator, that it's almost like a challenge. Like like this sandwich is going to be a battle, and I feel like I would want, I'd want to take on that challenge because I think I could eat that sandwich. I think I think I, think I would be so satisfied when you're done eating that thing. It's like you know you've accomplished this. You finished this big fight. I, I just sounds like man, I, that's that's a sandwich I want to eat. What I like about I think he could do it too. That might be the end of the show. <laughs> we're at like an hour and something. But you were gonna say? Well, just I, I'm saying that might be the end. I may end up cutting the show right there. The show can be. I mean, it's, this is the final show. We give give the fans. A few They're having a minutes. lot. I'm at an hour and twenty four right now, which what? means we've been recording. For a long time, but we never stopped even during the break. There were a couple of breaks at the in the beginning, recording. There was a hiccup. There was a slight hiccup. I'm saying there's at least an hour of recording. Say what you need to say. Say what you need to say. <laughs> 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 say what you need to say. Greg. Oh, man, I could end the show during any one of those. You could. <laughs> you could. You sure could. I think that's the show. I think that's a you successful sure I think that's a successful Cruising Together episode. Yeah, but we still want to know what you were going to say. Thank you. We'll see you all again. Sleep tight. I was going to say what I like about Eating Crow is that the theme songs take longer than the actual segment itself. Oh, that was terrible. Yes. I love that. (laughs) I love it.